So, we know that it's a little hard this year to get into the holiday spirit, but we'll be damned if we don't try. <laughs> we are covering a holiday movie. I won't call it a classic. I don't think a lot of people have seen this. I think I think it's, a good a good number, but I'm not going to say it's like a Christmas carol or anything like that. Um it's it's equally as terrifying as say the Ghost of Christmas Past from the Muppet Christmas Carol. Y'all, we were just watching this, uh, that movie right before recording this. And yeah, could they have made the Ghost of Christmas Past in Muppet's Christmas Carol any scarier? The answer is no. I think if they tried, it would have been less scary. Like yeah. if they tried to make it scarier, it would have been less scary. It's so weird. It's, it's so weird. Terrifying. But that movie is dope. Hey, baby. Yeah, babe. yeah, babe. Remember that time we watched Krampus? You mean the 2015 Christmas movie with um, Adam Scott and Tony Collette and a bunch of other uh, amazing just actors? So many, so many good actors in this. Yeah, they just kind of, they just kept coming um, as this movie was going, and I was like, oh shit. It's a movie built by character actors. Yeah. Which is our favorite kind. You know, mm-hmm. like we're we're big character actor fans here. Definitely. They they show many colors and I love it. So I'm Nicole. I'm Topher. And we're the Horror Babes. And we're gonna be doing our normal format where Topher is gonna take us away with who made this thing, shout out to the cast and crew, and then I will take us through the plot of the movie, and then we'll go into a deeper analysis of the movie. And today, special treat, we get to talk a lot about folklore because Krampus Yo. is a real thing, a real folk tale. So here we go. Who made this thing? First off, I want to say I would really like a Hanukkah horror movie, although it's technically just the story of Hanukkah. I was about to say, isn't it just the story of Hanukkah? <laughs> oh, the history's so sad. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> Krampus was a 2015 movie Ooh. directed and sort of written by Michael Doherty. Okay. So Michael Doherty, fucking dope. Uh, <laughs> like him a lot. Mm-hmm. So... This dude loves monsters and mm-hmm. loves writing monsters. Cool. So as a director, which, you know, here, you would know him from mm, Trick or Treat. Hmm. Ever heard of it? Anthology. Hmm. One of the first <laughs> major anthology horror films of the recent era. Tight. He also directed Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Yes. And he's done all of the other Trick or Treats. And he, or sorry, uh, Trick or Treat Two was supposed to come out at the end of last year, but COVID. Yeah, he has written the screenplay for X Two X Men United, one of the best X Men films of all time. Nice. He wrote Superman Returns. Uh, obviously, wrote all those Trick or Treat bits. Uh, wrote Godzilla King of Monsters. Wrote the story for X Men Apocalypse. Was on the original script for this. I'll get to that. And he's writing the Hellraiser TV series. Hmm. Very cool. Um, He's also writing the Hellraiser TV series, which Clyde Barker just finally won the rights back to. Nice. Thank God. Long battle. Yeah. Fuck everybody who was against him for that. Um, He also wrote the Godzilla vs. Kong movie that's coming out. Mm -hmm. Hopefully next year. We'll see. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's Michael Doherty. If you if you recognize his name, that's why you recognize his name. Mm-hmm. So the original writing team for this was 
Michael Doherty and Zach Shields. Doherty stepped back and let Todd Casey come on. Okay. To punch up the script. Cool. So Zach Shields has worked significantly with Michael Doherty. They've kind of just done everything together. Mm-hmm. So they, they, they've sort of just like been a team for a long time. I think Doherty, the, the story goes that basically he felt like he wasn't writing a, the best script he could write. Mm-hmm. So they brought in Todd Casey. Now, if you've heard of Todd Casey, it's because he's written so fucking much of all of those newer Marvel and like just basically like the, the newer animation mm-hmm. shows. So Marvel superheroes, Green Lantern, Batman, the Brave and the Bold, Thundercats, Iron Man and Captain America, Heroes United, Avengers Assemble, Wander Over Yonder, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Future Worms, Star vs. the Forces of Evil. A lot of stuff. Yeah. He's been a, a basically an animation TV writer, but he knows how to write dialogue because of that, because they're all either dialogue or action. So he came on to, to, to punch it up, and it changed the direction of the film, which is super dope. Uh, Zach Shields, yeah, like I said, has been basically everything I just mentioned by Michael Doherty. He was also on. Cool. For our cast, mm-hmm. uh, our... I guess our protagonist is Max, played by MJ Anthony. Young kid, one of his first films for sure. I mean, he was he was little bitty in this, but you would probably know him most from Chef, the John Favreau movie where he's in a food truck. I haven't seen that. It's it's a good movie. Hmm. Um the follow or like the follow-up from it has been mixed success. It's a lot of John Favreau trying to prove how cool he is to to famous chefs. Got it. <laughs> He has a, a show on Netflix that's based on the, the movie. Got it. He was also in The Jungle Book as Young Wolf mm-hmm. and was in Bad Moms, which is a movie I keep meaning to see. Oh, I do like <laughs> that movie. It was um, a good airplane movie. I It does seem like that's what it should have been. Yeah. Um, much like many other Milu Kunis vessels. Mila, that Mila Kunis? <laughs> I was like, what did you just call her? <laughs> Much like other Mila Kunis vessels, vehicles yeah. that you've, you've uh, told the me one, to watch. The one she did with um, Kate McKinnon, the the spy who... Dumped me. Dumped me. That's another good... Uh, that's another one I watched on an airplane. That one's that one's a real good time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I need to finish it. I've watched like the opening of it, like the first 15 minutes, maybe. It's silly, but it's fine. I really want to. Next time I, next time I get a cold... Which hopefully is never. Uh, yeah, don't I'll talk like that. <laughs> Knock on wood. Uh, uh, we have Adam Scott. Mm-hmm. Ugh, dreamboat. <laughs> A lot of people love him. Yeah. He's so sexy to me, and I don't think it's because he looks like me. <laughs> he's what I want to look like. Really? Yeah. I don't think he's that attractive. What? He's Him like, as Griff in Boy Meets World in that oversized leather jacket, and he's the bad boy with a heart of gold? You didn't just go, like, slip off your seat when you saw that? No, I don't know. He just doesn't... I, I objectively get it, but he just doesn't do it for me. Ugh, I think he's so hot. It's <laughs> too clean cut. Ah, but he's got rough edges. He's such a good character actor where he can play an asshole like in Step Brothers. I'm not saying he's a bad actor. I'm just saying I don't think he's that attractive, like, for me. Hmm. But hmm. if, if someone, you know, when other people say it, I'm like, yeah, I, I, I get it. Hmm. Just not my type. That's fine. I guess I'm your type, so fine. 
<laughs> I guess uh, it all worked out. <laughs> Adam Scott plays Tom. Mm-hmm. The father. Daddy Tom. Of Max. Daddy Tom. Daddy Tommy. Daddy Tommy. Oh, wait. No, that's our friend. Um, <laughs> no, that's Mommy Tommy. Tony Collette is in this movie. Oh, my God. I like, love her. She's amazing. We just need to treat her better. Poor thing. She just gets just absolutely. She gives me she gives me manic mom like no other. Like we've got Little Miss Sunshine, we've got this movie, and we've got um, uh, Hereditary. We've got we've got some some gem roles for her, and she's so good in it. Like I I was telling you, there's like a last scene in this where like a kid tells her that he had a nightmare, and she gives him a very simple look that a mom would give give a child Uh and it almost made me burst into tears because it's so sincere and just so sweet and it's at the end of this movie after they've all been like through tons of shit but i was just like oh my god she's such a good actor she's she's amazing and i am impressed with adam scott that he stands up toe-to-toe with her totally like we've talked about this before with like an actor who just does not compete Mm -hmm. and adam scott competes yeah. He rises to her level. He's he's very good. Like I said, he's a very good actor. Yeah. Their daughter, Beth. Yep. Max's sister is played by Stefania Levy Owen. Um, if you don't know her, that's fair. I don't mean that in a mean way. I just mean like... Is this like one of her first? Yeah. Before cool. this, she had done The Carrie Diaries. Oh, okay. As Dorit Bradshaw. Does she ever show up in Sex in the City? I assume sister of Carrie Bradshaw. I guess. Wow. Yeah, I didn't watch the Carrie Diaries, so I don't know. But um, I know I've seen all of Sex in the City, but I just don't remember Dorrit showing up. There's a no. lot of content in that in that show. No, I don't think so. I mean, maybe a bigger Sex in the City fan than me can uh, confirm, but. Carrie might. Uh, Carrie really doesn't talk about her family like at all. Well, Carrie's very self-centered. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Is like she's kind of she the worst. never she never goes to visit who she never even talks about them. Yeah. Even when she talks about like her days in high school, she mainly talks about the guys she was dating and the pot she was smoking. Oh my that's god, pretty much it. That show, it's just a lot. Um, but yeah, she's done since then. She's done Chance, which was a short run. TV show, mm-hmm. uh, I think is a lead. I haven't seen it, but she played Nicole Chance in that. Um, she's got some projects coming up, um, or ones that just came out, like uh, Paper Spiders, The Wilds, and Sweet Tooth, which is coming out soon. I don't know much about that, but it looks pretty good. Um, she was also in The Lovely Bones, briefly, which Go is a very, Queen. very good movie. Yeah, love The Lovely Bones. Yeah, It's a horrifying movie, and one of Stanley Tucci's best villain roles. Mm-hmm. We have Krista Stadler as Omi, the grandmother. Uh, that's Adam Scott's mom. Mm-hmm. She's a German actor. This is one of her only crossover films. Uh, like looking through her her IMDb page, it goes back to the sixties. Cool. Uh, so she's been working forever, but in like German Austrian film. Get your bag, um, girl. Exactly, and it's a whole bunch of things that I can barely pronounce. Because again, I don't I, speak German. I won't make you try. It is okay. <laughs> yeah. We have the wonderful Conchata Farrell as Aunt Dorothy. Oh yeah, she. I love her so much. What was the? She was in uh, Two and a Half Men, which is a terrible show, but she's amazing in it. Yeah, she's one of those character actors that's really great. Yeah, she was in Aaron Brockovich. She's the the mean big lady with Mm. the red hair, and the just like she's got that southern sort of like fuck you attitude. Definitely. 
I always forget that she was in Edward Scissorhands. But yeah, you would have known her also probably from, uh, she did a couple seasons of ER hmm. and uh, uh, LA Law. Yeah. She's just, I love her. She's so mean and sassy and very good at playing someone who definitely voted for uh, that asshole who's still currently in office and maybe 45. Her. Yeah. Um, he sucks, but she's good at playing that role and I love her in those roles. Yeah. Definitely. And I would love to see her do more. Like I would love to see like a sort of family drama with her in it. Yeah. You know, that'd be dope. Like a, like a, Without the fat shaming, uh, what's eating Gilbert Grape kind of role? Oh yeah, damn that movie's sad. Y- it is. That movie is so sad and it was so problematic. Oh yeah, <laughs> a lot of things made in the nineties were problematic. Yeah. <laughs> um, Allison Tolman as Linda. That's uh, uh, Tony Collette. Sarah is her name in the movie. Uh, Tony Collette's sister in the movie. Um, She's in uh, Good Girls. She is. Mary Helen? Mary Elizabeth? Some sort of Catholic name. I think Helen. Mary Helen? That rang a bell. I think that's right. Uh, It's a very, like, what do you do with a... Sound of music. How do you solve a problem like Maria? (laughs) There we go. I hate that musical. (laughs) I majored in musicals. You did. You did. (laughs) I've just seen a bunch and love them except that one it's awful but yeah Allison Tolman is fantastic in this mm-hmm. so good as the like sort of kooky aunt who's annoying so yeah then um yeah I, I, Allison Tolman's great she she just does this really wonderful role in this we'll talk more about her mm-hmm. uh David Kirchner fucking love him mm-hmm. you obviously would know him from The Office Anchorman a thousand things he's bald he's loud he talks out of the side of his mouth and he's a dick mm-hmm. always and apparently a pleasure to work with. Does what he says on the tin, you know? Yeah. And he just plays this super Republican, like mm-hmm. like a Bush-era Republican. Yeah, too. like, like very Both of them are Bush-era, yeah. Wherever he goes, he carries a couple guns, not yeah. even just like one. An overstacked Hummer. Yeah. Uh, but they complain about not being Bush-era is, is spot on. Yeah. 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 Y- your caricature of a Bush-era Republican is exactly who he is in this. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to go into all the other kids. There's just not a lot of sure stuff going on there. Some fun shout outs in the cast. Seth Green and Justin Roiland were both in this as gingerbread men doing a uh, vo- vocal work. Nice. They did a good job. Again, yeah. Seth Green has been getting it since he was like born or something. Yeah. I mean, at least let's see. How old am I? That dude works. It came out. Sorry, it capital I capital T yeah. came out the year the I movie. was born. Yeah, the original TV movie came out the year I was born, and that was so, like his first credit or something. That's one of his earliest credits. Yeah, and then he was in the X Files early on in its run, but he's just been he's been working consistently. He's in Rat Race. For, he's in Rat Race. I'm, I'm I'm trying to do a thing here where every episode I somehow bring <laughs> up either Rat Race or The Wedding Singer. I think I'm like five for five. I like it. Yeah. They're both very applicable movies. I'll just keep bringing up Always Sunny in Philadelphia because we keep talking about that. Philadelphia? Yeah, Philadelphia. <laughs> That's why they call it Philly. I yeah. got it. Yeah, exactly. It's mm-hmm. Philadelphia. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Justin Roiland, too. Just like this was right after, this would have been right after or right around when Rick and Morty started. Got it. And this would have been during his run on Adventure Time. Nice. Um, 
he's impossible to work with, but you know, good for him. Huh. <laughs> Again, this is another movie with like 10,000 producers. I think there's about 10 producers on this. We don't need to go into all of that. Yeah. Um, really great music from Douglas Pipes, which come on, you're doing music and your last name is Pipes. This is fucking grace. Oh, that's this is fucking perfect. Great. That's too It might perfect. be P-Pace, but I really hope it's Pipes. Me too. Um, the DP was Jules O'Loughlin. Mm-hmm. Editing from John Axelrad. Another okay. dope last name. Yeah. Axelrad. Axelrad, bro. It's like Axel Rose, but not as lame. Mm. What a piece of shit. <laughs> and then the effects were from, the, the creature effects were all from Weta Workshop. Cool. Which we love, Weta Workshop. Mm-hmm. They are amazing. They did all of the Lord of the Rings and Hobbit films. They've done, they did, I think, no, they def- they've worked with Guillermo del Toro a bunch. Cool. They've worked with Peter Jackson a bunch. If you can hire them, do. They yeah. cost an arm and a goddamn leg now. But thank God for Peter Jackson for putting this wonderful New Zealand-based, uh, heavily Maori hiring effects workshop on the map. Yeah. And making sure that they just get their bag. I actually got to hang out with a couple of them a few years ago at uh, New York Comic Con. That's cool. Yeah. Um, they had an actor who also works on the effects with them. Mm-hmm. I have a photo of me with my... Uh, <laughs> I have a tattoo for those of you who don't know me. I have a tattoo, a couple of Tolkien tattoos, and one of them is on my shoulder uh, as like a cat piece. And there is a photo of me and a guy playing Thorin at the Weta Workshop workshop at Comic Con. And he's so stoked on seeing my uh, Door of Doran. That's cool. Yeah. That's fun. I'm a nerd. It's fine. <laughs> Say you're a nerd without saying you're a nerd. I have two Tolkien tattoos it. and a self-given Star Wars tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, it looks like shit. <laughs> oh, I love it, though. It's Memories. so bad. I was drunk as fuck on May the 4th and had a stick and poke kit handy. <laughs> well, you know, some of, some people during lockdown baked bread, made their own sourdough starters. Some people, you know, everyone had their, their own ways of coping, and we got a stick and poke kit, so... <laughs> That Got was three just, tattoos. That was just our way. Uh, the production companies were Legendary Pictures and Zam Pictures, uh, distributed by Universal. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like, we've talked about this before on the podcast, but Universal is known for monster movies. Yeah. If you saw any of the 1930s films and all of the subsequent releases thereof, those are all Universal. Like, it's called Universal Monster for a reason. Yeah. Um, so this is another Universal Monster pick. They just pull things from folklore that have no uh, IP rights and make a movie out of it. That's all right. what they do, and they do it well. Yeah, I won't I won't argue with that. Yeah. Released uh, 2015, November 30th in LA, and then the, wa- the wide release in the US on December 4th. Uh, pretty f- tight runtime of 98 minutes. Pretty strong budget, considering that they like the amount of practical effects they did in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fifteen million. Wow! And then uh, got sixty one point five on return, so made four times bad. back. Yeah, yeah. And if if you guys want to watch this, it is on Amazon Prime. Uh, we couldn't really find it on a free streaming site, uh, but I think the rental is only about three ninety nine. Yeah, like and like Jeff Bezos definitely doesn't need more money, but apparently his ex-wife is donating everything she gets. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Okay, go off, Queen. I, unless that was a dream that I had. It might have been. I have very vivid dreams, but I had a... Either it's true or I had a dream that she donated like $4.2 billion of Bezos' money. To me? I wish. <laughs> I know. Um, be my ticket out. The only ethical way to become a billionaire. <laughs> I'd give away a lot of it. I don't... I wouldn't... I don't want to be no a billionaire. I have no idea what to do with... 
a million dollars, let alone a billion. I will follow in Dolly Parton's footsteps if I ever stumble upon that much money. Chaw. Just give away most of it. Um. So yeah, does that is that cover it? That All wraps of, me up. Okay. I am gonna drink coffee and whiskey until you're done with the plot. Oh wow. Okay. I'm on my you're own. On your own. I'm on my own. I'm just chugging left and right. We're just before Christmas. I'm on my own. Uh, I have one more day of work left. Wow. So speaking of just before Christmas, we are three days before Christmas in this movie, which we almost are actually right now. Today is the twentieth. Yes, we're five days. We're five days out. But when this when this episode comes out, it'll be Christmas. So Tony Collette has not shit a brick yet, but she's forming the brick that she's going to shit. Yes, it is formulating. It is. It is. It is um, incubating. So. We're introduced to the Ingle family, and they're obviously trying to gather for the holidays, right? Uh, they're a little dysfunctional. We know that right off the bat, mainly because we have Tony Collette in the mix. Um, <laughs> Why can't she just be part of a family that's happy? Because she's so good at being manic mommy. Just distressed. Yes. So uh, we quickly learn that Max, their son, is still a believer in Santa Claus and is trying to write him a letter. Well, there's also, let's let's back up a little bit. Opening shot, one, amazing. Yes. Uh, all music, no dialogue other than like peas and carrots, rhubarb, rhubarb. Yeah. But it's all people getting into absolute fucking knockdown drag out fights. Yeah, and like yeah. a Black Friday, the myth of the Black Friday sort of situation. Yeah, going it's, on. it's really funny um, because Black Friday has really become obsolete. Like well, people will still have the sales and stuff, but it's an online uh, holiday now. Yeah. And well, also like the media is the one who spun up the like the, the like local bullshit mm-hmm. fluff piece media. Yeah. Not people who actually do journalism. Um, yeah. Yeah. I want to be clear. I am very pro-journalist. I'm very anti. Who's that company who's taken over all the local media stations? Them. The Trump supporters. Um, it's, but yeah, it's like it's a spun up myth. Like there was never really any tramplings or like knockdown drag out fights. <laughs> For the Tickle Me Elmo. That's what I remember right. yeah, from the that 90s. Was like the, it's like one of the first ones. I think that's like um, that part of that myth. Right. Well, it's really it's then that gives us kind of a really fun parallel that that's a myth and we're about to dive into a folklore story. Oh my God, you read my mind. Literally, you read my mind. That's so awesome. I was just about to make that point. I love that about you. We did not plan that. That's so cool. It's like we've been together for... Two and a half years. Our brains are (laughs) melding together. Two and a half years. Finally, my plan. You'll never escape now. Good. I'll die a happy man. Oh my god, I am so in the holiday spirit. Let's go. <laughs> um <laughs> So, yeah, this opening scene is pretty dope. And like you said, it, we've got we've got the uh music with with no dialogue and we've just got kind of slow-mo fighting. It's very and- cheery music too. It's like isn't isn't Christmas fun and not capitalist at all? And yeah. <laughs> it's a heavy-handed point, but this is a heavy-handed fun movie. Yeah, yeah, it 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 sets us up for, you know, what it's about to be. Reserve your subtlety for like other shit. This yeah. is not a subtle film. No, this is not <laughs> This is Krampus. Krampus. Campus. Camp. Merry Campus. Merry Campus. Merry Chrysler. Happy Krima. Um, <laughs> Happy Krima. Uh so 
So Max still believes in Santa, is trying to write a letter, doesn't really know what to ask for. He's kind of stumped. And then we meet Beth, his teenage sister, and we're introduced to Tom and Sarah, the parents, and Omi, who speaks mostly German, which is actually a really nice touch. I I love that they they keep that in there, that she only yeah. really speaks. We have the subtitles, and that's it. Yeah, I mean, um, so both Adam Scott and Max, I'm forgetting the, the actor's name already, but the, the kid. So Tom and Max both respond to her either in German or in English, but they only respond to her in German when they need to. Yeah. But they both clearly have a full understanding of this language. And it's really nice that like, I, I don't know, like I, I come from an immigrant family. Like, it, yeah. like it's nice to see and like grew up in immigrant neighborhoods and shit like that. It's nice to see the whole like that. That's good. That's good representation. Yeah. That's all I mean to say is it like, oh, it's so sweet that like, yeah, of course, like you're. Like, I would go to my friends' places, and their abuelas would speak to them in Spanish, and they would respond in English, but they fully just clicked it. Yeah. And I, like, would do the same thing with, like, their parents and stuff like that. Like, oh, they'll speak to me in English, or they'll speak to me in Spanish, and I can just respond when I was a kid, you know? Yeah. It was a nice thing of, like, that's what it looks like to be an immigrant family. And it was, it, it, it felt real. There's a, ooh, I'm going to throw the, the big old PhD word again. Verisimilitude. Ooh. Being lifelike or the likeness of being lifely. Ooh. Yeah. SAT word. Clock that. Cho. I'm smart. Very smart. Um, yeah, so then then the shit show arrives, meaning Sarah's side of the family. Um, <laughs> Aunt Linda and Uncle Howard. And then we've got Aunt Dorothy, who apparently was like not supposed to come. They, they thought that she was just dropping off gifts. But then she was like, so... When are we leaving? And so uh, everyone's like, what the fuck is Aunt Dorothy doing here? She's such a pain in the ass. And then we've got Linda and Howard's children. Howie Jr., of course. Keep that bloodline going. Who doesn't we- <laughs> say a fucking word the entire movie. Oh, my God. Yeah. I Actually, no, I think he yells mom later. But until when he gets yanked up the fire, the chimney, yeah, yeah, he doesn't say a word until then, though. Like he literally yeah. just is silent. Like people will keep asking him questions, and he's just staring at them with the big old chubby cheeks and that weird shock of red hair. Yeah, and then we've got Stevie, Jordan, and baby Chrissy, and then they also bring their bulldog Rosie. Uh, <laughs> Played by it's Thor. A, it's a motley crew. Sorry, I forgot played to by Thor. Yeah, sorry, I forgot to put that in the uh, the who did this thing. Shout out Thor, get your bag. Um, you so. big old English bulldog. Yeah, very cute, very cute. So Max is the only one who... Everyone else is kind of wrapped up in their own family drama. You've got, you know, the teenage sister who is not feeling very connected with her family because what teenager is. Yeah, she's a she teenager. She wants to like, go her to her, her boyfriend's yeah. and smoke pot and chill. Uh, dick, like, yeah. Yeah, normal teenager shit. Hand jobs, yeah. Yeah, you know. Um, and so uh, Max is kind Cotton of... Cotton handjobs, damn. <laughs> it's, it's being in high school. Shitty dirt weed and handjobs. So yeah, and then and then you've got, you know, uh, Tony Collette and Adam Scott freaking out about m- more, more places at the table. You know, like, do we... Uh, we didn't know they were coming. They're already really annoying, but now we have to, like, make sure that we have enough food and beds and everything. Right, and, and there's a whole thing with... It's a uh, huge imposition. Yeah, and there's a whole thing with... Um, there's just two things I want to point out that are really great. Uh, one, that Adam Scott answers his phone. Mm-hmm. And Tony Collette's like, I thought we said no business. And he's like, I said I wouldn't travel. 
Mm-hmm. This is like the first time they're spending Christmas together fully. Yeah. For a while. Yeah. It, that sort of becomes clear that like the whole family is here this time. Yeah. And two, I just love this line from Aunt Dorothy. Looks like Martha Stewart threw up in here. Oh, God, yeah. Because <laughs> Tony Collette's like trying to lead this perfect suburban life. She is. She is. She's trying to keep it together. Um, and when we see the, her family, we realize like she comes from working class roots. Yes. And is trying to just like forget that that was ever the case. Yes. Um, she wants that, that perfect little suburbia bullshit. Mm-hmm. That's right. So Max is the only one really in the holiday spirit, uh, but everyone's bringing him down. He's trying to talk to um, the other kids about like, what are you, what are you asking for Santa? I'm kind of stumped on mine. And they're either not talking to him or they're making fun of him. Yeah, the twin gross sisters. Yes. That's that's like a wait. The Chris was that? What was it in Ed Ed and Eddie? The triplets who were terrifying. Was that the gross sisters? That's in Proud Family. Oh, okay, but same vein. Yeah. Same idea. That's what I was trying to think of. Is like they're like fully like they're hyper masculinized, which is a whole bit with David Kirshner. Yeah. Uh, but they're like one's a wrestler, one's a lacrosse player, and they're just dicks and hyper aggressive. And also very straight. <laughs> so straight. Very straight. Um, <laughs> not gay at all. Not even a smidge. Um, they don't have a lot of jackets. Um, <laughs> and cool sneakers and hats. Um, anyway, so what hap- what had happened at the dinner table uh, on uh, a couple days before Christmas is the uh, Max's cousins are really mean and read his letter to Santa out loud and mock him for still believing. And Max is like getting into a shit ton of fights in this movie. Um, so he kind of lunges across the table and like they're fighting, they're yelling, and he yells that he hates his family and he hates Christmas. And, and his wishes are so sweet. He just wants everyone so to be sweet. It, like I was tearing up watching this. I watched it before I went to work one well, day. Well, I was like, I was like, you idiot teenagers should feel so bad about because it's they're all very selfless things that he's asking for. He's not even asking for he's anything. Like, I for wish himself. mom and dad were in love again. I wish that my aunt and uncle didn't, didn't have, have trouble such a money. hard time. And like, yeah. yeah, I wish the only kind of mean one is that he wishes that his twin girl cousins. Uh, could get acceptance from their father as girls and not boys. Yeah. It's a little gender normative, but it's more a comment on David Kirshner than it is on them. Yes. Yes. Where he's I agree like, with that. Like, he's like, fuck you. Dad doesn't wish we were boys. And it cuts to David Kirshner and he's just like, Whoop. yep. He's got like a just sucked on a lemon face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So they should, the, the teenagers should feel like assholes. Um, and, then Max runs away. Adam Scott, his dad, uh, comforts him and says, like, you know, like, there, there's a lot of chaos that comes with the holidays and family and stuff. Um, but you should always love your family. And here's your letter to Santa. Just send it, you know. Um, but then Max is still just like, fuck this shit is bullshit tears up the letter and throws it to the wind outside and it's like swept up into the sky very majestically. It's beautiful, but very sad. Um, Gorgeous shot. Yeah. All the hopes and dreams are gone. 
so then there's this crazy blizzard that just rolls through, causes a power outage, and Beth is trying to go check on her boyfriend. This is when we first see this like spooky horned creature mm-hmm. that chases her. She hides under a delivery truck. And then we get this like really weird, but kind of spot on for this type of movie. We get like a Jack in the Box. Um, oh, terrifying! Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a good touch. Um, and you know when the when the uh, timer runs out and the uh, little song is over, she gets attacked and is captured essentially. Yeah, we're not totally sure of her fate at that point. Yeah, we don't it's know. Like, did she die? Because we we've seen dead people already. Is it like Stranger Things where she gets like taken into an alternate universe, like the upside down? Like we we don't know. Yeah. Um, but we know it's not good. Um, so. <laughs> So then, of course, Tom and Howard go to search for Beth. They have, like, all the guns. This is where we find out yeah. a lot. And Tom's, like, very classic liberal sort mm-hmm. of situation. Like, definitely would have voted for Obama a third time if he was allowed to. Yes, 100%. That's a get-out reference for everybody. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> but uh, Howard's been making fun of Tom for being an Eagle Scout. Yeah. Uh, he's like, oh, did you do sports? He's like, well, I was pretty busy... Uh, doing uh eagle scouts he's like oh and he like turns to his kids he's like that's for people who it's basically he calls him a pussy yeah uh but it turns out tom's really capable very capable (laughs) so they're searching for beth and of course the first place they go is the boyfriend's house and this shit is wrecked wrecked there's only like the like the chimney is split open um there are there are these weird like Everything is frozen, like flash frozen too. Wrecked. That's a W R E K T. Yeah. For those of you listening. Yeah. And there are like these weird uh, hoof prints, like almost like a goat, um, Mm -hmm. in the house. And then outside, they're both attacked by a monster that we don't really see under the snow. Yeah, it like tunnels through. It's like a it's like a Dune sort of reference, right? Yes, definitely. And so then they they get back home and they're like, you know, disheveled and and they look like shit. And they're like, we got to board up the windows. (laughs) Oh, they're freaked out, too, uh, because Howard gets bitten on the leg. Like his leg is wrecked. Wrecked. Spelled the same way for those of you listening. Yes, exactly. For continuity purposes. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, they're like, we got to board up the windows. Hide your kids. Hide your wife, et cetera. (laughs) Um, We got to go or we got to stay, really. Yeah, we got to stay. We in lockdown, bitch. Uh, so then a large hook with a gingerbread man. Oh, yeah. So Howard says he's going to take the first watch. Yeah, they're all going to take turns and they're you all never sleeping trust the guy in who the says living he's room. Take the first watch. Like, oh, no, you go sleep. I'll take the first watch. You're like, really? Bro? Anybody who's being bravado ish about first watch is like, mm, 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 mm. I don't trust you. I don't never like for new listeners and maybe for old. If I haven't mentioned it in a while, I uh, I'm a. Dungeon Master of D and D. Are you? Dungeons and Dragons Fifth Edition is what I run, and um, one of my favorite things to do with players is to decide, have them decide who's taking which watch. Because sometimes I like to sow discord, Hmm. much like throwing a golden apple into a certain party and then starting the Trojan War. You know? Yeah, yeah. Love that about you. I'm a broken man. Sounds like a country song. <laughs> and oh, that's I the brought up Clark the wedding singer them. reference. I Clark. brought up both of them in one episode. This is my peak. It can only go downhill from here. So anyway, this movie. Um, 
such a vote of confidence in us. Right. So there's a gingerbread gingerbread man attached to like a large hook and which lures Howie Jr., which is kind of rude because I'm like, of course, it's like the rotund boy. Who they keep stuffing like a fucking pig. Yeah, like, it's weird. It's really it, weird. And I, I mean that in like the over, or, sorry, scratch that, like a goose that you want to engorge its liver so you can make foie gras. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 very strange. But anyway, he like, he tries to take a bite out of the gingerbread man and the gingerbread man is like, what the fuck? And then he pulls him up the it's chimney. It's like episode of Spongebob, The Hooks. Yeah, where Mr. Krabs is like, don't go there. Don't like play over there. And they're like, oh, what? And then they like end Does up. Does this look like, dangerous? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine like, eight hooks Mala. in my mouth. That's not our sex life, I promise. Oh, so. No shade on that, though. Right. So this is this is our kind of our first moment of like, you know, everyone wakes up. Everyone's trying to save him. We've got Tony Collette grabbing onto his leg. She's the first one to act, too. She is. She, like, jumps in that fireplace. And then... Before this, too, Omi had said, keep the fire hot. Yeah, I love in German, the... German, and again, I don't speak German. Omi uh, is uh, short for ominous. <laughs> <laughs> I have to believe that's true. That She's just like, very ominous. That, like, the reason we have the word ominous in English is because it... English is a partially Germanic language mm-hmm. and that Omi means grandmother and that grandmothers are just ominous. They are. They're ominous beings. Grandmother mm-hmm. Willow, etc. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to hold that in, but that was a good joke. I don't know. It was dumb, but I liked it. <laughs> oh, stay blessed. Um, so they just can't... Around the river bend. I'm just mentioning all my, all my movies here. I just love Miko. I know there there's some bad parts in Pocahontas. Obviously, it's very problematic, it's but it's entirely problematic. Yeah, except for Miko and the hummingbird. Oh, the music is good though. The music is the good. The music is good. I just and Judy yeah. Kuhn is amazing. <gasps> Judy Kuhn. Anyway, but fuck uh, Mel Gibson. <laughs> obviously, but um, we love Ratcliffe. Okay, back to this movie. Queer, I'm sorry, I have to mention a queer um, icon. I mean, yes, very queer. Such an icon. Disney hates gay people. I know. Always, always gotta make us evil. Um, yeah. But yep. yep, Ursula was right. Ursula was in within her rights for contract law. Mm. Uh, yeah. So uh, Krampus. Um, <laughs> so they can't save him, no matter what strength they try. Mm-hmm. And this is when we see Howard. He like gets pissed. You know, he's like really upset that his son is gone. My boy. My boy. So, um, so also, uh, some other shit happens. A fire log is, uh, kicked aside during, you know, they're, they're struggling to save, uh, Howie Jr. And it sets the tree in the presence ablaze, just like Mm -hmm. the Grinch. Like, goodbye. Yep. Shit's gone. And so then, then we get Miss, Miss Ominous here, Omi, is like... Madam Omi. Yeah, she explains that the creature haunting them is Krampus. Krampus. Which, if anyone was wondering, is an ancient demonic spirit who punishes those who have lost the Christmas spirit. So I'm thinking a lot of us are going to (laughs) be... Don't love that for him. Um, I'm thinking a lot of us are going to be visited by Krampus this year. Um... (laughs) I don't love that journey for you, but mm, okay. Topher's been watching a lot of Shit's Creek. And I'm doing Alexis's fox hands. Yes. 
It's so cute. Um, so then Omi tells this heartbreaking story of when she was a child. Beautiful um, animation sequence here, by the way. Oh, yeah. I was not expecting this. It's lovely. Yeah, at all. I did not know that was coming. It was just like this really nice, like, um, fuck a certain turf who shall not be named. But in the final Harry Potter film, yeah. they did something that some, a lot of when I saw it in theater, I was there opening night. I was on the news for it even because I was dressed up because I was a nerd. Um, yeah. I loved that when they did the whole Tale of the Three Brothers that they switched to animation and apparently a lot of people didn't like that and I was like, this is really cool. I love when you mix cool different styles of animation into live action films. People get so up in arms about that shit. I'm like, it was cool. Like They made a choice and respect the fucking choice. Bro. I know, I know. It's that's it goes, but it goes into this like Coraline world where she tells a story and I yeah. I really enjoyed it. I thought no, it was beautiful. I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't expecting it's like it. Kind and I of loved paper it. cut. Yeah, yeah. It was it was really a really nice touch, I thought. Mm-hmm. Um so it's it's a heartbreaking story because she talks about how um the hardships of the war in europe kind of sucked all of the christmas joy or you know any sort of holiday joy that anyone had um especially in her family specifically and we see her try to get her allotted loaf of bread and then someone steals Mm -hmm. it and like it's just there's no hope the hope is gone so this this summoned this demonic spirit known as krampus krampus Yes. He took everyone except her to hell and left behind this, like, bell Yeah, with his name on it. Like a jingle bell. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. But it's more of a dingleberry than a jingle bell. You just wanted to say dingleberry. It's a fuck you. (laughs) All dingleberries are fuck yous. No, it's true. It's true. It's the worst gift ever. And um, (laughs) You look at your cat's ass and you're like, oh, god damn it. Oh, God. So he leaves like a, a bell mm-hmm. with his name on it. And what's his name again? Krampus. You're the one who says it. You can just say it. You can say it. I trust you. Krampus. No. Krampus. No. Krampus. No. Krampus. No. <laughs> so anyway. Krampus. Thank you. So the family is like, they're a little split. They're kind of like, oh, I think grandma's like, oh, lost it. Um, grandma's turned into crazy old bitty. Yeah, she's 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 flipped it. Um, <laughs> but then some some are like, well, what's the xenophobia there too? Yeah, they literally say like, uh, uh, Aunt Dorothy is like, I knew that bitch could speak English. Oh yeah, or she says something there's... like English. I knew it or something like that. Yeah, there's definitely. I, I mean. It's no small amount of xenophobia from the Bush era Republicans. That side of the family is definitely holding up a mirror to to Bush era Republicans. Mm-hmm. So, yes, there is a little bit of xenophobia in there. Seven years after he left office. But yeah. Yeah. But, you <laughs> or know, near enough. Yeah. We're inspired by what we're inspired by, I guess. <laughs> um, so they're skeptical until these toys that were hidden in presents that were delivered earlier, just like invade the house casually. Um <laughs> So uh, Stevie and Jordan are lured into the attic by Beth's voice. I also love that the reason that they're even in the attic is that they're looking for the second bathroom. And the whole reason the first bathroom is not available is because Aunt Dorothy clogged the shitter. <laughs> That's a quote from the, the film. It's not my fault Aunt Dorothy clogged the shitter. Oh, God. Oh, God. I, sorry. I just, I, I think that's fucking hilarious. Aunt Dorothy. <laughs> Aunt Dorothy. Who's been drinking peppermint schnapps the entire time. Oh, yeah. She, like, she... <laughs> She gives some to the kid, and she's like, just don't tell anybody. 
That Don't get me out in for trouble. Me. Honestly, that checks That's out. That's fine. Me. Yeah. That's fine with me. Um, so Jordan is basically swallowed by the Jack in the Box from earlier on in the movie. Which I love whose name is Der Clown. Der Clown. With a K, not a C. I like it. Um, it's terrifying, yeah. Yeah, it is. It is scary. Uh, the family eventually fends off all the toys, but then we've got some motherfucking elves leaping through the window. We just we've got a lot of it's Christmas. a whole bunch of action sequences back to back. Yeah, yeah, and we've just got a whole bunch of Christmas paraphernalia and all of it, just just like <laughs> being thrown at us. Terrifying elves, Jack in the Boxes, this weird like teddy bear that is a cyborg and also bleeds. Goop. It's like Toy Story, but like if it went wrong. Small Soldiers. Yeah. You're referencing the movie Small Soldiers from 1996. Yes. I guess. I've never seen that. Um, I was obsessed with it because I couldn't see it. I was not allowed. Oh, <laughs> I yes. really wanted to see it so bad. And then I finally watched it like 10 years later. I was like, oh, this, this movie sucks. <laughs> Why did I spend so much mental... <laughs> So much time on the on uh, wanting to see that. They just market these movies to kids, and kids are like, "I want to see it." They're they, good at their jobs. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Uh, so these elves take Dorothy, Howard, and Chrissy. So we're down yeah. to not many people at this point. We're, we're the baby. Also, sorry, Chrissy's the baby. Yeah. So that baby is like snatched by. Um. So then, Tom is is thinking that the family should go to the uh, abandoned snowplow that's just mm-hmm. on the streets outside. And Omi basically sacrifices herself to yeah, distract the- Krampus. Yeah, the whole family is just like, okay, we're going, we're agreed on this plan. It's what? It's Tony Collette, her sister, Adam Scott, Max, and Omi. Isn't that it? I think that's so. That's who's left, right? Unless, unless Beth is back because no, I... No, no, no. Beth was not back. Okay. Yeah, Beth doesn't jump till the end. So Omi basically sacrifices herself, and yeah. which Krampus emerges from the fireplace and attacks her with a, his bag of toys. One of the other, one of the twins. That's right. Says Sorry. like she wants to help. She wants to face him or something. Yeah. Um. So then outside, Tom, Sarah, and Linda are dragged under the snow while Stevie is captured by the elves. Mm-hmm. Krampus confronts Max and gives him the bell. Um, that's wrapped in a piece of his discarded letter. Yeah, the letter he ripped up to Santa. Yeah. So then Stevie gets tossed into a hole that leads into hell. The elves do this. And Max very sincerely apologizes for losing his spirit. He's like, I don't want any of this to happen. I'm sorry. This I'm is so my sorry. fault. Yeah. Take me, not them. Yeah, that sort of thing. Um, and so... Krampus seems to accept the apology, but at the last minute is like, nah, and tosses Max into hell. Just a full-on yeet. Yeah, just like, bye. <laughs> bye, bitch. Yeet. Uh, there is no horror movie without a yeet. I haven't seen one yet. Um, <laughs> so uh, then we jump to Max waking up. It's Christmas morning. He discovers that his family are indeed alive and well downstairs. And so he's thinking that whatever happened the night before was just a nightmare. So, but then he, un- and this is where we get the look that I was talking about from Tony Collette. She's, she gives him like the, oh, sweetie. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to cry. Um, so he unwraps a present and reveals none other than Krampus's bell. Yep. Same and one that Omi got. 
And it and it's such an interesting moment and shot because you get kind of an ominous <laughs> um, look from every single person in the family. Like they all, my theory is that they, if this is a nightmare, they all had the same nightmare. And nobody else is talking Ooh, about let's it. Let's get into that in a second, yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, we'll get into it. So yeah, it's like their memories of the horrific events come back to them. I don't know if it's a nightmare or not. So now we get a cool uh, pan out from the camera revealing that the family is being watched through a snow globe by none other than Krampus. And he has a he has a huge collection. So it's kind of like the Santa Claus hundreds thing of like, hundreds, yeah. he, he sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been Ugh. bad or good. So be good for goodness sake. And then the evil toys appear for just one last jump scare and roll the credits. That's it. All Christians are subs. Oh, they love a little whip, a little, a little, a little daddy. They want Papa Daddy. Where, where did you? What? Where is this going? Um, I'm just saying that in the Christian tradition, it's all about Daddy saying, "Oh, it's okay," or "Oh, bad baby." Oh. Even good or bad, you get rewarded. God is the dom. All Christians are subs. Oh shit! Put and there's nothing wrong with that. But all Christians are subs. Put that on a shirt. Yeah. So I enjoyed this film. I thought it was a really just. It's a good. T- it's a good time. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. I I and I enjoy that it. I enjoy that it exists. Like I. I like the idea that we have a Christmas monster. Yeah, and it's. So, uh, front of the pod and TikTok star and <laughs> former guest, yes. Charlotte Bird, just watched Black Christmas. Oh, yeah. And she was telling me that, like, it's fucking awful. And that as, that is behind the... Yeah, but, like, a, a look behind the curtain is like, yeah, we didn't do a Christmas movie last year because we did take a break. Yeah, to go see our families. Yeah. And um, my for the first time in years and years and years for me... Yeah. To go like be with my family during Hanukkah, Christmas, etc. Totally. And so this is our first Christmas episode. And so we were really debating over what to do. And I'm glad we didn't do Black Christmas. I'm glad we chose. After hearing Charlotte's review of it. I'm glad we chose this one. I, I Like I said, I like the idea of a Christmas monster. And I like that it's rooted in some sort of German folklore. Yeah. And I was going to say, like, we um, one of the movies that I threw out for our christmas episode was gremlins god which i fucking love i love gremlins so much gremlins and gremlins too i don't know if i can commit to gremlins i'll have to watch it again and if i feel like if i feel like i can commit to it then we can do it this is gonna be our first christmas together and i vote that we get lit and watch the thing and gremlins sure i i have no plans so (laughs) (laughs) let's do it but yeah, I, we, we looked at a bunch of different movies. We also... Let us know if you like this idea. I was going to do a rom-com. Yeah, we were going to do Happiest Season. <sighs> which, I mean... It, True gay hell. That yeah, movie is gay hell. Yeah, there's some there's there's a lot of shit going on there. No spoilers, but she should have ended up with uh, Aubrey Plaza. Oh, yeah. I think that that is like an... It's a full it's meme well, now. Yeah, it's well known on the internet well at this point. But... Yeah, I I don't know. I like I I love the cast in this movie. I think it's I think it's really it's really fun. I mean, I I wouldn't necessarily say it's super scary. I think the CGI is well done though. Oh, there's barely any actually. 
Oh. It's mostly, oh, it's practical. Yeah. Oh, that's even cooler. It was mostly cooler. practical okay. because uh, What a Workshop does not fuck around with CGI. <laughs> well, good for them. I mean, it's I, I like practical effects. Yeah. No, I, we both do. I mean, we're both big, huge fucking fans of it. Um, I think it. I think it lends a certain amount of realism. Yeah. To it grounds the film. Yeah. Like we watched the original Star Wars films over quarantine. Mm-hmm. You for the first time. Yep. Actually, we watched all of the Star Wars films. We all eleven sure did. Of them. It was it was a journey that I needed Minus to go the on. Ho- yeah, and I'm I'm glad you did. I'm glad you have opinions now. Yeah, I do. I sure do. Look for us on our next podcast. <laughs> Nicole talks about Star Wars. Oh God, it would maybe be thirty minutes and then be done. <laughs> um, maybe a bonus episode. Um, but no, I really enjoyed that. This was just sort of a dumb. It's dumb. Yeah. In a good way. I mean, yeah. that is a compliment. Like, it, it is it is stupid, and it means to be stupid. Yeah, definitely. It, it comments on itself. Yeah. It's also a back reference to, like, morality plays. Oh, for it sure. It absolutely is. Like, the origins of horror we've talked about before are morality plays. For sure. And I think that it plays on that scare tactic that parents use on their children sometimes oh for sure you know it like does. Well, absolutely it does it was it would be the worst thing in the world when you were like uh five or six and your uh mom or dad told you told you hey if you if you don't believe in santa you won't get any presents this year so let's do actually let's do that when did you stop believing in santa when I found a Furby in my mom's closet, and then it was... I actually was honest That's with her. so goddamn 90s. <laughs> I was actually honest with her, and I was like, Mom, I found the Furby in, in your uh, closet. And she was like, oh, well, thank you for telling me. Um, I was a very honest child. And, <laughs> uh, and, and then the Furby... I guess my mom, you know, like the holidays are chaotic, just like this movie says. My mom, I suppose, forgot to kind of pivot. And so the Furby was from Santa. (laughs) So, yeah. That's amazing. (laughs) And then, of course, there are kids at school who fuck with you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's not like it was a shock. It was never like a dramatic um, falling out of my childhood or anything. It was... You know, kids at school fuck around like that all the time and say, you know, he's not real. So how old were you when that happened? Oh, God, I don't even. Let's see. Furbies, if I'm remembering right, were 95, 96. Yeah. So I guess I I guess then I was five or six. Yeah. I was three. Really? Yeah. Who ruined it for you? A kid at daycare. Yeah. I mean, that's what Uh, I'm saying. They just said Santa doesn't exist. Santa's not real. And you were like, okay, cool. Well, I went and asked my mom. My mom was, I, my mom was actually, what up, Nikki? I know you listen. Um, uh. <laughs> <laughs> here's another shout out. You were so honest with me and you just said, oh, thank God. Yeah, no, there's no fucking Santa. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't think she said no fucking Santa, but the energy of it was no fucking Santa. She's like, And thank God I don't relief. have to do this anymore. Yeah. But she was pregnant at the time with oh. my little brother. So you had So to she play. told me, she was like, just be chill. Yeah, just be cool, man. <laughs> be cool. It's like, okay, you got you got a you got a little you got a sibling on the way. We're just gonna play that out. I don't like lying. That's one of my mom's big things, is like, just don't lie to me and we're good. Yeah. But and it's like you also you don't wanna strip that from 
a kid necessarily. Yeah. You know, I might have been six. It was either three or six. So I was either in preschool or like first grade. I feel like it's pretty standard because that's when you start. I mean, you really start making making memories. Yeah. I feel like it's less likely in it's preschool. Probably, it was probably six. Yeah. Yeah. Like just I was. Like, it was my first cool, secret. Man. You know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, and it's it's a secret that's kept w- with the best intentions, you know. It it's is. not. It's and my dad wanted to play the game, you know. Like my dad wanted yeah. to be like, oh, there's totally a Santa, and my mom was just like, nah, that's dumb. But yeah, I could see. I mean, I could see the incentive for parents to keep it a secret for a little bit, just because it's got to be really nice seeing the the light in your kid's eyes when they just get presents from someone they they don't actually know but they feel like they know like that sort of thing it feels magical and i think that for a couple of years that's really fun but then i think parents do get kind of like okay and especially once the kids get older and they don't show that same excitement it's kind of like well what are we what are we staying up until 3 a.m for (laughs) so put you know like all this stuff in their stockings etc so i don't know well it was also wild because i was the uh I'm the oldest of like 12 grandkids. Yeah. Between both sides. And so I had to keep that secret for. I was going to say. Oh, uh, let's see. When was Reagan born? Uh, 23 years. Yeah. So you were just keeping, keeping secrets in December. Yeah. Um, so I spent most of my life pretending that Santa is real. Yeah. Just to make sure that my younger cousins were not disillusioned. Yeah. But it was, yeah, it was nice to be like sort of in on the joke early on. For sure. And be like, oh, damn it. Now I have to like pretend like I had some cousins, one of whom now has two kids mm-hmm. <laughs> that I had to pretend that Santa was real for for a very long time. Yeah. What up, my aunties? <laughs> <laughs> no, y'all listen to. So, yeah, I uh, I found out very early mm-hmm. just because like some kids said it to me and I asked my mom. And I was like, well, I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. So here's the truth. And also now you get to be a part of this lie too, because I hate it and you're going to hate it too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I said, a couple doing it for a couple of years, I could see how it would be fun. But then like once the kids kind of stop showing as much interest, then maybe it's time to just be like, all right, look. Well, it was, that was, it was like an initiation <laughs> ceremony for the family. Of like, yeah. <laughs> you get to a certain age and you're like, the kid will, one of the kids will come ask one of the older cousins or aunts or moms like, or grandparents. Yes, I got to tell you. Yeah, and you're like, okay, well, I'm not going to lie to you. You're asking for the information, so I suppose you're ready for it. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, you've asked, and I will answer. Yeah. Honestly, because I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. Thank God most of them didn't ask where babies come from. But... Frogs was what I would say. <laughs> you need to get off TikTok. <laughs> you're <laughs> too deep in frog TikTok. <laughs> But yeah, no, it was, it was, it was like a fun, like, but like, it it became a bit of a chore and like, I, I felt like one of the older part of the family. Yeah. Because I was like the first one to find out. You know, an adult thing. Yeah. Supposedly. Yeah. As a, as a single digit year old. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I get that. I get that. Um, and I also get how sometimes it can be really hard because, uh, the dynamics between family members can, can be combative sometimes so if you have something over their heads right. it's really hard to not use that and say like well you, you know santa is it real you know like, i definitely got super pissed at one of my cousins who tried to pin something that he did on me exactly exactly and I, in retaliation told him that santa was not real <laughs> well <laughs> it's the only time i used that information i yeah i mean as I a almost, weapon i almost can't blame you because that uh, you're only human and when yeah, you get pissed you I'm know i'm also petty 
Hey, a lot of kids are, to be honest. I've worked <laughs> with a lot of kids and a lot of kids are very petty. I was tired. Yeah, it happens. Um, but yeah, no, I, I do love this movie for playing with mythology and we haven't done like a like a, a folklore or mythology one in a minute it's been a second yeah. since we really i guess since the changeling was the last one we did that really delved into oh, yeah. sort of like deep deep core yeah i don't know if that's a, if that's a term but i'm going to use it now deep yeah. core mythology we can we can coin it uh yeah so what what actually is a krampus what's what is the actual lore behind that so there's going to be a bunch of stuff here. Yeah. Um, I'm ready to learn. We'll, we'll, I am, we'll, we'll talk about the actual folklore, but yeah, sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready to learn. I honestly have not ever heard of this, and I am coming into this with no information. So I'm excited for you to teach me. Here yeah. we go. <laughs> so weirdly, my, my, my first introduction to the, the f- name Krampus mm-hmm. was as a young kid. Okay. Um, I had a friend, Redding who was a first-generation German immigrant. His parents were both German. And I was probably in, like, third or fourth grade when he told me about the Krampus. Mm. And Redding, much like Max, and they're about, they were, when I knew Redding, is about the same age that Max is in this movie. Okay. And Redding spoke German and understood German fully. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, He spoke to his parents and his grandmother, whom I both knew, or all three, I knew all three of them. Um... You know, they lived a couple blocks from me growing up. and We went to the same school, so I was around. You know, like, sleepovers, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. So I first heard about the Krampus, yeah, when I was probably nine or ten years old. Mm-hmm. Which is what we think Max is in this movie, right? Yeah. he's He looks it. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, um, the Krampus is like a, a... You and I both love Neil Gaiman, right? Oh, yeah. American Gods love it. So amazing. And and Sandman and yada, 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 yada. Mm-hmm. He's, he's written so many wonderful things. I, he might be a Scientologist. I can't. I don't know. I've heard that. I don't love that. Anyway. But he writes great books. He does so. write great books. Yeah. So the Krampus goes way the fuck back. Okay. Um, basically, the Krampus is like a... I was going to say horny god. He's a horned god. <laughs> <laughs> eh, same thing. Really, when it... it um, we're not here to nitpick. But he appears to be a Christian reinterpretation of some sort of, like, German pagan... Okay. Folklore? Yeah. The Krampus appears around the solstice. Mm-hmm. Which, as we all know, Jesus was born in April... Yes. Not in... December. Yes. Yes. But when Christians decided that they needed to take over the world, they decided that they were going to take over Saturnalia and various other pagan religions or or pagan rituals around the solstice. Mm -hmm. That's, I think, widely known at this point, right? I'm not an asshole for saying that. So he was born in April, but also reborn in April. Like the second... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The second coming. So Passover is in April. Yes. Usually. Yeah. And the Pentecost and all of that. Like, yeah. Okay, so so it's both. Born and then the second coming was... Or, wait, am I mixing things? Because Easter is... The second coming is supposed to be the the apocalypse... That's that's revelations is the second coming, um, but I guess what I'm trying to say what raised what, from the uh, dead after three days. Yeah, 
Re- resurrection, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's what I'm trying to say. Sorry, go back. Easter's supposed to be the resurrection. Yeah. But also, yeah, basically lived a full 33 years is what the sort of take is. Like 33 is your Jesus Born year. in April, lived 33 years, died, died for three days, and mm-hmm. then was resurrected again in like April. I mean, Easter is sometimes in March or right, May. Because... It's the Jewish calendar is a is a solar lunar <laughs> solar lunar combination, right? And that's when Passover is as well. Yes, right. Okay, so he, so Would he wasn't died, born. Yeah, in no, December. No, okay. no. Sorry to disillusion y'all about that, but anyway, the Krampus is like a, a like a, a Austro Bavarian, so like Austria and Bavaria mm-hmm. or Bavaria. Um, Germany's only been a thing for like a hundred some years. Yeah. Actually, World War One is basically the end of the Austro-Hungarian Empire. Okay. Um, Bavaria, Germany became a thing after that, mm-hmm. or during the like right before the First World War. Yeah, like about maybe like twenty years, I think, if I'm getting my history right. Mm. So Germany is a new country. Yeah. German, the language goes back hundreds of years. Yeah. But Germany as a concept was very new at the end of the 19th century, mm-hmm. beginning of the 20th century. Okay. So before that, it was the Austro-Hungarian Empire and a bunch of like smaller states, one of which was Bavaria. And you might know that from a little company called BMW. Okay. Bavarian Motorwerks. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. So Bavaria, known for chocolates, folklore, Hitler. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, what used to be Austria is now a part of Hungary. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, sorry, what used to be Austria and Hungary used to be, or what used to be those is now known as like Germany, Poland, Czechoslovak- or Czech Republic, a bunch of different Eastern states, Got right? It. So the Krampus dates back much further past that. Um, the first version we know, I think, is around the 17th century, so like 1600s. Mm-hmm. Around the time, same time as the Saint Nicholas myth, right? Um, and at the time, the Austro, and around the same time, the Austro-Hungarian Empire would have been largely Catholic. Okay, right. This is um, just after Martin Luther and the Reformation, but that was only a small part of Central and Eastern Europe, mm-hmm. right? So it's very important to note that Omi, the grandmother, mm-hmm. is Catholic. We yeah. see her do the sign of the cross, right? Mm-hmm. Also, she mentions the war. Mm-hmm. And she's only old enough. She's not old enough to have been a part of World War One. She right. would have been World War Two. Yeah. So she would have suffered under the splitting of Berlin, into, or the splitting of Germany into East and West Germany, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Berlin Wall, yada, yada, right? Yeah. Those bread lines, she probably escaped from East Germany, much like Hedvig. I was about to say, her and Hedwig are like two peas. Yeah. She might have been Hedwig's mother. Like, that's the oh, age that she is. Oh, my God. That's the age that she is. How are we just bringing up all of my, like, favorite things in this episode? <laughs> the Berlin Wall, Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Okay, the Berlin Wall can stay out of this. <laughs> and yet very important both of these things. Yes. So post-war, East Germany was in ruins. It was controlled by Soviet Russia. Correct. Or, sorry, the USSR. The CCCP, whatever mm-hmm. you want to you want to call it, um, so all of that goes into this, right? Yeah. So Krampus is an ancient Bavarian Austrian folklore myth. Uh, yeah, it it has horned 
it's a horned demon yeah. with goat hooves. Yeah. Very much tied into the Christian depiction of the devil and probably very much influences yeah. what we now see as the devil. Like, uh, let's say Dave Grohl in Tenacious D and the Pick of Destiny. Got it. Would have been a Krampus. Got it. Uh, there's also a bunch of chains that the Krampus always wears, uh, supposedly to bind the devil sort of stuff, right? Right. So this movie is steeped in heavy, heavy, heavy uh, folklore reference. The Christian and Catholic religion love to have that good, bad binary with God yeah. and Satan. And then I guess St. Nicholas and Krampus in this exactly, instant. yeah, the, They're the inverse of each other. They insist there's not two gods. And they also insist they don't come from Zoroastrianism, which is a, a dualist religion. But mm-hmm. whatever. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's only one God, but there's also an evil God. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like to compare it to Dragon Ball Z, where Goku is God. Mm. And all of the evils are the devil. <laughs> oh goodness okay yeah okay oh we're <laughs> off the fucking rails so yeah anyway so krampus was like a uh basically an anti-saint nick yeah is exactly what to say yeah right and you're also right to say that they were sort of a representation of the devil yeah and would punish naughty children right so it was not just He's making a list. He's checking it twice. Gonna find out who's naughty or nice. You didn't get coal. You got dragged to hell. <laughs> Sick. Sick. Shout out to the movie it. Drag Me to Hell. Love um, it. Yeah. So that comes up in this. So they, yeah. they sort of went back to more of the original interpretation of the Krampus. Yeah. And this is also seen in, not to mention The Office again, but there is a Belschnickel. In the oh. office, which is a Dutch tradition, mm-hmm. is based on the Krampus myth. Yeah, yeah, and all all evil beings in horror films tend to have like a totem. In this one, it's the right. bell bobble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. the The Babadook has its book, mm-hmm. as does the Deadites in Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. There's always something. Yeah. to know. Yeah. to to totem make is the present, right word. To make its presence known. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about Christmas too much. I keep saying present. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, the only reason I wanted to point out the uh, the that Omi is Catholic mm-hmm. is that the Nazis eventually heavily persecuted Catholicism. Really? Mm-hmm. There's the, the the famous poem about the Holocaust at the uh, one of the memorials. Um, that's the first they came for. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. We all know that one. Um, so Catholics is part of that. Yeah. Um, so it, it, it's, it's, it's an interesting bit of context to realize that Omi is a uh, basically a German refugee. Right. And a, a refugee from the Nazi party. She's been through some shit. Yeah, which is funny because like it's, um, it's always important to remember the Holocaust, but it's important to remember who else was included. Six million is just the number of Jews who were murdered yeah. during that. Mm-hmm. I say just, Jesus Christ. I know. But we're talking about Romani. We're talking about queer folk, black folk, Catholics communist leftists it was it's horrifying yeah Yeah. and the number gets bigger the more people you realize that they murdered yeah um and i I think that's a a point that this movie is making you know Mm -hmm. um and i like that about this movie yeah you know i I, it's subtle and it's only there for those who know yeah i was about to say that that, you know yeah i was about to say that that it it, it's a fun ride if you want it to be a fun ride or if you want to go deeper you can and absolutely that's that's generally what i like about horror films Mm -hmm. is that you can go as deep as you want and sometimes Uh, there's more and sometimes there's not yeah or you can 
Or you can just stay on the surface level if that's what you want to do. Yeah. If you just want a little spoop. On the surface, it's Gremlins. <laughs> Underneath, yeah. it's Schindler's List. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Oh. I like that about this movie, though. Oh, like, it that's like offers a weird, you two choices. It's like a weird tagline. But yeah, it's a, it's a choose your adventure. Do you want to... Yeah. <laughs> I had a blast watching it, and I also cried watching it, you know? And yeah. not because it made me cry, but because I know the history of this, and like it's something that's very personal to me, and all of that. Absolutely. Right. And I feel, I feel like maybe... If someone saw the trailer, I think, unfortunately, they might pass it over. Um, unless they're big fans of Tony Collette and Adam Scott, which, I mean, who, who Who's isn't? Who's not, yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like, it kind of, it doesn't, if you're looking for something that is going to scare the pants off of you based on um, jump scares and actual, thi- you know, things like yeah. that, I think people might pass it over, and I think that's a shame. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, there's also some really wonderfully intimate moments, like the moment between Omi and Krampus. Yeah. At the end. Yeah. Uh, the, because uh, now, he also spares the animated her. Version. He does in the animated part. And then he takes her in the, when she confronts him, she says, I am not afraid of you. And he, and Max is the same line, even though he never hears her say it. Yeah. He says, I'm not afraid of you anymore. Yeah. I was, and now I'm not. And it doesn't work. So weird. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. Oh yeah. my God. I do love Max's character. Mm-hmm. I usually hate kids in horror movies. Right. That's fair. Uh, yeah. We've talked about that a lot. But I think Max is... Max is a dick, but he's a dick for a reason. Yeah. Like, he... So we, we, we briefly mentioned the fact that he gets in a fight at the top of the film. Like, mm-hmm. that's when we're introduced to the family, right? After the whole montage. Mm-hmm. Max is defending himself for fighting, and he has a really good defense, because his defense is, these kids were being dicks. Yeah. And Adam Scott's even like, dude, they were so much bigger than you. He's like, I don't care. He's scrappy. They were wrong. Yeah, he's a scrappy he's, little dude. Yeah, he's got this whole like Captain America bent to him, you know? Yeah, yeah. Before the super serum. Right, yeah. I love that about him. I think he's a really, in, he's an inspiring character because of that. And I think that his mistake is, I think that his his, his flaw is also his biggest strength. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That he refuses not to fight for what's right. Mm-hmm. And, and occasionally that is his right to party. But. <laughs> yeah. I think he really, really cares about what's right. And so when he gets so beaten down that he tears up his letter to Santa, which is well wishes, like good oh things God. for his family. Yeah, it's so sweet. It's endearing as fuck. Yeah. He's just like, I want everyone to have a better life than they're currently having. Yeah, that's the thing about this movie is that I don't I don't always love kids in horror movies either. I don't always love kids in kids in movies. Um or in general. <laughs> but they make they make this movie they make him so likable and immediately you're you're drawn to him because yeah, his list to Santa is so pure and just so just, sweet. That's the word for it. It, it, it is and pure. Selfless. It is yeah, it, it selfless is even a better word yeah. for it. Yeah. It's it's the opposite of selfish. Yeah. Um he doesn't want things for himself. He wants his family to be happy. Yeah. Um, there's also a really nice line that we kind of glided over in the plot, which is 100% okay because it's not that important plot-wise. But Max says something. He's like, why, are there, why do I have to care about them just because we share DNA? Right. And Adam Scott has a really nice line of like, well, that's what family does. Yeah. And there's a there's a argument there to be had about built versus found family. Yeah, of course. And hopefully Max grows up to be it. Well, we'll get to that, but he probably won't. Um, <laughs> but hopefully he grows up to be a well-adjusted kid who, you know, gets a, a gender studies and social sociology double major 
And <laughs> you're planning out his whole future. I just want the best for him. Yeah. Um, and goes on to be, you know, like a human rights lawyer. Um, <laughs> That'd be sick. <laughs> I would really love that journey for him. I feel like Adam Scott would be very proud of him. Oh, for sure would be, even though Adam Scott in this is like a full-on corporate shill. Yeah. I think he, he, that's the life he wanted for himself. Yeah, he's a very good dad. dad. Absolutely he is. He cares so much about his kids and is like, it's weird that like Tony Collette is kind of low-key villainized in the beginning of this movie. Mm Mm-hmm. As the suburban, like we can talk about the class structure of this film too. Like Adam Scott does not talk to his family. There's no mention of his family other than his mother. Yeah. Yeah. Not a word. Yeah. So there's no focus at all on Adam Scott's family, Tom, right? Uh, right. The only extended family beyond his nuclear little suburban family is his mother, Omi. Right. The rest of the focus is on Tony Collette's family, Sarah, her yeah. family. Mm-hmm. Uh, her brother-in-law, Howard, her sister, Linda, her aunt, Dorothy, her nieces and nephew. Yeah. There's an interesting comparison here. And yeah, I mean, liberals, conservatives, same fucking thing. But um, just. Yeah. <laughs> like small differences, but they give the same shits about workers' rights. Yeah. Um, but it, it, there's, a, there's a lot of class stuff we could go into here, too. And I think it is a commentary on... There's a, there's a minor commentary on class structure. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, it, it's mostly for comedy. Yeah. But I think that these writers knew what the fuck they were doing. Right, yeah. And we, we can leave that aside. That's a fun... It, it's another moment where this this dumb, fun romp mm-hmm. can go deeper. Yeah. And it lets you do that if you want to. It's what I think I love about this movie the most, is yeah. that it gives you gremlins on the surface and, like, hardcore class commentary. <laughs> totally, totally. <laughs> on the bottom. Uh, or not on the bottom, but, like, lower, below that surface level. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, I like Max's fight that he fights for what's right. Yeah. Between fighting the older kids who are being dicks and bullies, fighting his twin, definitely straight cousins. Yeah. Uh, about their bullying, fighting his uncle about his uh, phallocentric view. Mm-hmm. Um, Fighting for his built or found family and not being sure which one he wants. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, But I guess what that really brings us to is the final moment. Yeah. I want to talk about the ending. I want to talk about the ending because um, it it gives us the perfect horror ending where we're like, did this happen? We gaslight ourselves. Did this happen or not? (laughs) Um, And I think that's really interesting because my initial reaction was like the 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 looks on all of their faces mm-hmm. was when max was like oh i had like a nightmare everyone was and then you see the bell bobble and and everyone around just kind of it's more of just it's more than just like what the fuck is that it's 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 like people are remembering like that was the direction yeah people right? are remembering oh God, some so traumatic because that, that's exactly what I was gonna say yes yeah people are remembering some traumatic shit and so there are two ways that this could go for me is that they all had the same nightmare but that might be kind of a lame direction they could all be in hell 
and hell might just be Christmas Day every day. Kind of like a Palm Springs situation. I oh, don't know. Oh, just Groundhog Day, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't know. But there's no out, as far as we can tell. Yeah, and and they're all in a snow globe, along with a bunch of other snow globes of family. So that's what I'm wondering, is that, like, is 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 the moral here, like, is this really so bad? If Is this your hell, is having to spend Christmas with your family? And I don't know. I don't know. And maybe Max's version is the best of it. Like at best, he's in purgatory, right? Because we are yeah. we are in a Catholic structure here too. Yeah, yeah. that's explicit. Yeah. Um, and every and everybody who says anything religious does a Catholic religious moment. Yeah. Um, which we just talked about, but I think that's important to point out that like it, it, if we're gonna go with like a Dantean yeah version, which is the the Catholic version of hell, purgatory, heaven. Yes. Yes. Um. Shout out to the Divine Trilogy, I guess. Um. <laughs> right. Well, and I love that we're left on a cliffhanger here. I'm, yeah. I love Even that we the, can... Like the, the minions do show up at the last bit. There's like a jump scare at the end with yeah. the minions. So we know Krampus is still around. He's not been like yeah. defeated by any means. So even if they are all still alive and they think it's a nightmare, then it, it could very... Christmas comes every year. But yeah, I think it's I I love the ending of this because it is bleak as fuck. Like there's no, there's no option for me that they... That they're all okay. Yeah, yeah. They can't be okay. Yeah. They are dead and in hell. Yeah. Um, or living in hell. I, unclear. I don't know. <laughs> but the night of the living hell of something like that. Uh, yeah. And maybe they live out the rest of their lives there too. Like they could live their whole lives in that snow globe, etc. Right? Yeah. I don't think they're limited to that house. I think it's like a, a sort of... Maybe it's an infinite snow globe. I don't know. I'm going too deep here. but <laughs> Right. Or I, they're also... Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, 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 no. no. I, I was in the middle of a thought, and I can't. I, I wasn't fully done with it. I, I'm sorry, I, could, I hadn't formulated it, so you're good. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. So another thing, and I don't know, maybe maybe this is left field, but another thing that could have happened was when the huge blizzard came in. Mm-hmm. They could all already be in hell because it's the snow globe. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know when we... I like that. I hadn't thought about that. That's or good. Or at least we're in his domain here. Like, obviously, right. maybe that means that you're on his radar. Like, you're in the snow globe. It's snowing. The blizzard. The power's out so that you're vulnerable. I don't know. Maybe There's... it's a slipping through timelines thing. Yeah, maybe. So I'm doing a thing with my hands that only Nicole can see because, again, <laughs> right. this is an audio fucking medium. And but I'm, slipping uh, through. Yeah. But I take you, you take your hands, right? Parallel timelines, right? Like they're running parallel and then it slips slightly to the left. Yeah. And whoop, you it, cross over, it right? It plays a lot with, again, kind of like the Stranger Things thing where there is yeah. an upside down. And in this case, it's, you know, it's actual hell. For the um, listener, take your hands. Oh my goodness. If you have two hands, put them together. Thumb to thumb, pinky to pinky, yada, yada, yada. Now move one slightly off the other and then go whoop, which is crossing them over. And making like a little uh, fort barricade thing, right? Yes. Right? Does that make sense? It does. That's what I think happens. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> I yeah. think they slip over into the hell dimension. Yeah. I Maybe I, I've read too many comic books, but that's what I think happens. I do not I do not disagree with that. But yeah, I, I love that this ends with questions. Uh, yeah. that we can discuss and who knows who's right, you know? Mm-hmm. It's it's folklore, so it's whatever. Love that note because yeah folklore should be interpreted and reinterpreted and reinterpreted and reinterpreted because it's yeah. folk lore yeah and a lot of horror um comes from that where do you think campfire stories come from yeah absolutely we've been I mean, telling folk tales since the dawn of time 
Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's just continuing with this global uh, tradition. Yeah, it's a ten thousand, at least ten thousand year old tradition of yep. just telling each other horror stories. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's why we're inspired to do what we do. And with that being said, I don't have much else to touch on. I got with this zero particular... else in my notes. Cool. So so here's a happy holidays from the horror babes. We hope that you spend your holiday in a safe way. Um, we hope that you don't travel to go see your families. I know that sounds crazy and weird, but it's 2020. We're in, we're in an alternate universe. Uh, but if you are staying away from your your loved ones, your family members, uh, we're just here to reassure you that we are almost on the other side of this thing. This The vaccine is here. We will all be together once again soon uh, to spend those momentous days with our family members. Mm-hmm. Uh, so hang in there, everyone, and please stay safe. And you know exactly where to find us. We are on Instagram at Horror Babes Podcast. We are on Twitter at Horror Babes Pod. And we are can always be found at HorrorBabesPod.com. So enjoy your festive holiday season. (laughs) We will see you next year. Yeah. Much love. Bye, Bye, babes. babes. Yeah, babe.